0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. On this episode, we have David Durham back on the podcast where we talk about the Open here in 2019, our thoughts and the finish and how it kind of went down, as well as we review, to a degree, uh, our thoughts on some golf apps and why there is even a need for those. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed button. guys real quick want to just give a shout out to fanatics and fanatics.com of course uh we are powered by fanatics and we really appreciate them supporting the faded golf podcast right now we've got the nfl kicking into full gear coming out with uh training camp so uh get your training camp nfl gear at fanatics.com or of course they power your favorite team's website as well to buy your gear thanks Hello Welcome to episode 33 of the Fated Golf Podcast. I'm Mark Juline, as always here with compadre John Falkenberg. John, how are you today? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, it's an open Sunday, and um, it wouldn't be a solid open Sunday without having a guest on the podcast. And so Who we would have that guest be that guest is a former guest of the podcast. Uh, Mr. David Derm. David, gentlemen, program. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure. Uh, Dave's not with us. He's he's calling in remotely, which is awesome that we're able to do this with modern technology. What did it take us? Maybe twenty minutes to figure that all out. Well, we won't admit that. We we'll just let him know <laughs> we patched in remotely and we were up and running. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I like being transparent, but sure. Mm-hmm. um uh, So uh, did uh, did you get a chance to watch some open golf today, Dave? I did. I uh,
1: I was uh, I set the alarm, um, was very excited, made myself a little Irish breakfast, and then was just woefully disappointed in the lack of drama. Although super cool to see an Irish guy win at an Irish venue. Um, it, it lacked a lot. I'll, I'll be interested to see the the numbers when they come in, but the lack of a Phil Tiger and really any drama whatsoever, I got to believe it'll be pretty bad. Worst major I've ever seen.
0: <laughs> how much did how, how many hours did you? So you woke up, so you watched on well, Golf every, Channel every,
1: every single minute from seven a.m. to
0: whenever it finished at one and, or whatever. And, and then um, uh, Thursday through Saturday, how about how about how much did you watch?
1: I'm gonna say I watched five hours on Thursday. I watched maybe three hours on uh, Friday. I watched at least seven to ten hours on Saturday. Dedication is I amazing. I watched
2: a lot on Saturday. Did I you watch Saturday? Sunday? Was better than today.
1: Oh, absolutely. It, it kind of set it up. You just couldn't believe that that he could post the score that he posted, and then everybody just faded away instantly today. It was kind of like like watching a tiger lead where he has a two to three shot lead where everybody thinks they have to come out and just light the world on fire. And, and they, they all suck. Just, yeah. so they Dave, it- Dave, yeah.
2: do you think if J.B. Holmes would have? took his time today, he
1: would have shot below an 85. I would have liked to see him really think about his shots, you know, especially that first tee shot where he, he, he got to the first tee and then needed to spend quite a bit of time thinking about what, what, what club he was going to select to then, to then uh, pull, pull hook it out of bounds. Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
2: how bad was that on the first, what was he doing? I mean, even (laughs) Azinger, I can't like a lot of times I can't stand what Azinger says. Like, He's only had 23 hours to think
1: about you when know, <laughs> he's going to hit off the first thing. Mean, you make a great point. There was way too much Azinger in this broadcast, and, and and he kind of reveals himself when he has too much time. But he was all over that. The The single greatest fear for NBC was that J.B. Holmes would be the leader going into this. So they wouldn't even have the local boy does well in Ireland and the whole Irish venue kind of story. Right. because. It's just horrific to watch, and so even better as a little bit of a sidelight today, we did get the whole JB meltdown where he pissed away roughly seven hundred thousand dollars in cash as he shot sixteen over, and it, and then the the Kepka comments. It's it's great, so I I did really enjoy that, and you kept thinking maybe that's out there for Lowry that maybe he rips one into a bush and then he he makes a triple and somebody can make a birdie and maybe move the other direction. But every time it got close, even Fleetwood who made that double when he could have had it to three, it was a, if you make a bar, he gets it to three and then it's anybody's game because of, of how nasty the golf course is. But, um, yeah, it was one of those things where I kept I kept walking around the house doing stuff, going I really should walk back in there and keep watching this.
0: I wouldn't <laughs> clean my garage up.
1: <laughs> <hard>. I literally, <laughs> do.
0: John went not clean the garage. I caught I because I was traveling this morning back from Texas. I probably only caught maybe the last, you know three or four holes or something like that. And at that point it was pretty much locked in.
1: Did you yeah, see I saw, I saw every minute of it. Every minute. Did even, you see did you guys see on Instagram where it
2: wasn't caught on I guess the broadcast, but I, there there's some video with Brooks walking off. Oh, it's uh, great. And he's pointing at his watch to
1: an official. Like his like point <laughs> right at his watch. Yeah, he's not wearing a watch. It's just like, are you kidding me? He's gonna shoot 16 over and take
0: five and a half hours to do it. So yeah. it's, it's perfect. Yeah.
2: Hey, if I, you want to break, if you want to beat Brooks Kepka, I guess you found his so, cheek in his
0: armor. So I so that was one of the things I wanted to bring up um, uh, was Brooks. So I, I think what was interesting is that you know I'm, I'm I'm following Twitter on like Thursday or whatever it was, and apparently the coverage was not even you know watching Brooks and he's he's was what maybe two three under or something like that after nine holes and there was like very little coverage of Brooks. The guy's obviously been a dominant player. And then of course they're still interviewing the guy afterwards. And I I would say they've now I don't know if it's the media turning him into this kind of cocky asshole or if it's just what here's the thing. Here's the question I guess I have you guys is Brooks a cocky asshole or is the media trying to turn him into this villain?
1: No, I think he's ultimately a pretty boring personality. He has a he has a killer instinct in the majors, which you can't argue with because he finished in the top four in all four this year. He's won two of the last four. He's finished. I mean, his record in the last 10 majors is mind-blowing. However, the guy has won two tournaments on the PGA Tour. Yeah. So, he is, he is not dynamic. He doesn't give you any kind of storyline that makes him interesting. Yes. He wears a thong and jumps off a boat with his And, and, and he friend. only,
0: and he only practices before the majors. Right, okay. right. Hold
2: on. Hold on. He throws
1: in large Kodiak plugs though. <laughs> okay. That's fair. And so the issue is, um, it's, it's not very entertaining golf. It is, um, from a, from, in the majors, it's actually somewhat boring. You're kind of looking for people to struggle and grind and make kind of crazy. I mean, and all he does is just kind of plod along. And, but for the fact that he literally couldn't make a putt. I mean, now there was a weird stat today, which I was surprised at. he had 87 putts coming into the fourth round and Lowry had 86 and Kepka had made a point of saying the day before, which is yeah. some, some intimidation. The, the fact that, Hey, I've hit the ball better than everybody, and but I just haven't made a putt. And if you watched the coverage on Saturday, he didn't make a putt. And today, he never made a putt. And it was weird because he literally blazed the edges of every single hole. And it wasn't like he was way short or way long or doing weird. It was things.
0: weird. It was weird. It
1: was just it was bizarre.
0: They just didn't he, go down.
1: He just could not make a putt. Well, was, here's some, here's something I want to say. It's like of,
0: when Falkenberg's putting.
1: I want to say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want to say one thing about Brooks that I think he's trying to like take a page out of Tiger's book. He wants to be the intimidator. I guess that's what he wants to be. He wants to be the guy that intimidates other people. Like he's the guy on the course. His mental toughness is so strong. He's he's trying to be like Tiger. Of all that's in the mindset. Uh, he's he's not.
0: I, and, and, he's I not. Mean, and I mean, and young Tiger was kind of a dick and was cocky and didn't necessarily want to play practice rounds with people. And there was obviously all that, like you know sidebar that caught you know what the tiger was saying like "Hey, i asked him if you wanted to play a practice round and i got nothing you know kind of thing and it's like okay you know i, I, it, turns, I, I
1: it turns out though kepka changed his phone number and no this was out this afternoon yeah. because tiger apparently shot him another text congratulating him on the high finish and then he explained, Oh yeah, my number got out during the last tournament, and so I changed it and, and I don't text with him very often, so I hadn't added his number. And so it was one of those things, which is again fine, but again speaks to how boring Kepka is. Yeah. <laughs> is. He is he he is he has statistics now that allow him to browbeat the field when it comes to majors because of what he's done in the last three years. Yeah. However, He's otherwise not interesting. He's not fun to watch. He wears those stupid Nike caps that make him ridiculous. Agreed. Say what you you want. Tiger was intimidating by his stats, but he was also intimidating looking on the golf course. Kepka looks like your kid in the stuff that he wants to wear in the father son uh, like tournaments where you're like, God, I wish he wouldn't wear that. and, and, Everybody's gonna know we have the same last name, but I really wish he wouldn't wear that. And Did that's feel when you look at Kepka's gear because Nike gear is so shitty. And so say what you want. Rory has always looked like a clown. He he is stuck with that forever. It was a it was a huge mistake by Jason Day. He now looks like a clown, and he kind of used to look like a badass with the Adidas gear. And and I thought kind of had an intimidating look to him. And now everybody who wears this Nike stuff. Just looks like a joke. Did you see that what he was? So on Saturday
2: he oh. was wearing he was wearing like black and white, and they just had the everything else like kind of went together. Then he just had the blue hat. Thank you. Yes, it I didn't, didn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, right? His playing partner was wearing the blue hat, but he had the clothes to match. Right. I don't know who I, it was. I I, the,
0: Nike has totally jacked up the the way these guys look over the last probably three to five seasons. Dude
2: kept yep. them woke up kept woke up, threw some shit on. Him. Oh, that's my hat. He fucking <laughs> found his fucking. He just canid- picked
0: picked shit, shit out of a canidip. pile over on the side. He found <laughs> his. The, the, the
1: Tigers people have just said to Nike, "We are not going to make him look like some sort of millennial clown. Yeah, this kind of weird color, whatever you guys are doing, none of that's yeah. going to apply to." He's us.
0: just going to keep wearing solids, which Tiger. I think anybody looks pretty good in solids anyway. Yeah. And there's very few guys that are going to go out there like your. Um, like Billy Horschel, or uh, obviously some of these younger guys that are doing like the Grayson stuff and whatever else, mm-hmm. and you know wearing the freaking jogger pants and shit. Which oh. that's a whole nother look that I, I still don't understand. Who is that but Van
2: uh, Eric Van? Van the guys he was wearing the tight Sam Ryder pants at yep. the bottom. Yep,
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. the Grayson shit, man. It's 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 terrible. It's it an awful terrible. look. It, it,
2: you know, but who looks pretty? I mean, minus the the half grown in beard and
0: just shitty looking like almost like a skullet
2: that Ricky Fowler was wearing. His
0: clothes look good. Well, here, here's the thing. Fowler did the Fowler did the jogger pants four seasons ago and quickly found out it was a shitty look. Right. Why are they, why are they now trying to bring this shit back as if like, well, Fowler couldn't pull it off. I'm like, if anybody could have pulled it off, it was Fowler four years ago. Right. But it's, it's just a bad look whatever dj usually he, he usually has- the adidas guys look yeah, he's, fine
2: he's good they yeah.
0: look fine they stick, they're not
2: comfortable clothes they stick
0: to solid they stick to solid colors they don't or and maybe a few stripes but they don't get too crazy i don't know it's
2: that's the reason the abc pants were created
0: because of adidas the pants. The, the the anti-ball crushing yeah we've talked about this uh, have dude. you tried the lululemon pants dave Oh, I love them. I have uh, the ABC maybe, Lululemon maybe, pants. Maybe four or five pair. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're the best. The anti-ball yep. crushing, fantastic. Yep. All right, so um, I, I kind of had a list for the for the tour, so I want to kind of. I'm sorry for the open, and I wanted to kind of get through this. So we talked about Ka- uh, Kaki Kepka. Um, I think we covered the fact that having a big lead going into Sunday. I think that made it boring. I think I totally agree with you guys that on Saturday it was much more interesting golf um, because everybody was kind of still in it, moving day a little bit. J.B. Holmes leading the tournament, everybody hoping that he would fall off. I mean, like the drama there was fantastic. And then, of 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 course, um, uh, you know, uh, having a record you know round on a Saturday is fantastic as well. Um, so no, would you,
1: everybody in the first three holes, basically in one way or another shot the bed. And so they were, everybody was retreating from him, which just made it even easier. And so he makes bogey in the first hole, but only loses one shot. It's, and it's a non-issue.
0: Yeah. And he just kind of plugged away and just made his pars. And I think he knew what he had to do that, you know, Dave, they they did, had a game plan going in like, Hey, if we shoot par today, we got a pretty good shot. And I mean, that's what they were going for.
1: Yeah. Dave, what did you think of it? The golf course overall. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's pretty cool because we uh, we're going over in the in uh, in five weeks, or I guess uh, yeah, just just yeah, five weeks. So we're heading over for seven days, and having been to Scotland two years ago, one of the things that uh, you kind of lose sight of the fact the Scottish courses are very very flat. There just isn't an, there isn't a lot of elevation change. But there is in Ireland, and there actually is on the southwest coast of Scotland. um, When you get over to the Trump courses and Turnberry and some of those, but for the most part, Scotland golf courses are pretty boring. But the but the Ireland courses are you get some elevation change, you get some up and down. I mean, it is it's really pretty. I thought um, I I thought they had a great mix. I thought there was a ton of cool risk reward stuff. I'm not a fan of the internal out of bounds you know where you where you create bound stakes within the golf course so that seemed a little weird to me but i kind of i like the drivable par four that had the out of bounds long which was kind of weird and came into play a couple a number of times um but i thought it was great some great par threes um again a lot of elevated greens a bunch of weird wind direction stuff so i did feel like he played better than everybody else during the week I mean it was not a it's not an easy golf course like no offense but the old course you can kind of blow it everywhere and so long as you don't find yourself in some really bad spots and some of the pot bunkers with crazy wins you can you can make kind of hay in that golf course from all sorts of angles this golf course you pretty much had to hit it down the fairway find the slots hit some angles and I, I thought it I thought it was a really I, I can't wait to go
0: play it. I think today was definitely an example, especially because the weather kind of picked up on these guys. Where if they had wayward drives, they got themselves in trouble today, and and that's where the scores. Is, is it public? Public golf course.
1: The golf is is Port Rush Is it is it public, Dave? I, all I know, it was super easy for us to get on. So I don't know if it's it's probably one of those just like Carnoustie where they have public days where they you know, you overpay to play, you know, you pay 400 pounds when it's, you know, pounds. it's not worth it. all. Yeah. So, it. so uh, it was, it was readily available to us. If we wanted to go North in our trip, it was going to be easy for us to play next month. A, a month from now we could play port rush without a heartbeat. And it was not like it was challenging. Oh, that's wow. cool.
2: That's awesome, dude. Are you, you gotta be pumped.
0: Very excited. So how many, how much golf are you guys going to be playing in Ireland? Nine rounds in six days. Nine rounds in six days. All right. That's a, that's for another podcast. When you get back, we'll do yep. a, an Irish re, Irish uh, trip recap. Um, would love to hear about that. So a, uh, uh, one thing that's kind of come up and, uh, and, and it's, it's part of me just like following through Twitter and things like that, it, it, as it pertains to the golf course. So, uh, more and more there's there's the controversy around the ball and length and uh, short courses and how these guys just you know, bomb and gouge and how the weather is such a big factor, especially in the open. I thought this course looked greener than any other that we've that you usually watch. Um, but I mean, do do we does any do you care that especially in the open, for example, that these guys shoot 16 under 20 under? Does that matter? Um, because these courses aren't holding up to the new technology. I'll throw that to you first, Dave. Um, you know, no, I, I, it was kind of
1: wild. I, I thought the, the, in the first, um, I was a little shocked that the cut was as, as uh, low as it was. So I think after day one, it was pretty stunning because the weather was pretty benign and they, they, they got after the golf course and a couple of guys really went low and, Day two, I mean, you had J.B. Holmes was your was your day two leader at ten under, and which was pretty stunning. But you didn't have a a tremendous number. I, mean, I guess you had seventy guys between ten and plus one, but most of those were all at three under or le- there were just a ton of guys at three, two, and one. Yep. So it felt like the golf course was a real test that um, and there hadn't really been any serious weather to speak of. I mean, for the most part, if you look down the list today, the only people, you know, Molinari shoots five under and moves up like 40 spots. I mean, he, he finishes T11 from plus two and, and literally just jettisoned up the, uh, the leaderboard. But for the most part, I think, Finau shot an even par and managed to stay at seven under and finished in third. And there yep. were a ton of guys in front of him. Yep. So it was really a, if you could just tread water today, it was one of those. And and I think if, if you end up with some wind, which is normally the case there, um, even on two days, you end up with probably a score that's closer to eight to 10. Um, you know, and, and Lowry obviously shot an incredible score even yesterday, which wasn't a, a, an awesome weather day but they he got the best of it um but that doesn't bother me i mean to, to, to me the, the,
2: the
1: there were some cool elements of risk reward where and and i like it where if, if you if you send some guys out there and they have a chance to drive at these and, and and bring into into risk the the bogey or double where a birdie is kind of an automatic if you lay up and just hit it onto the green and give yourself a putt at it um, so I liked it. I, I thought it was great. I, I thought the golf course was absolutely perfect. And as far, if you think about a lot of the courses in the Rota, they're not very interesting. And right now, yeah. you're thinking about it, if you watched a couple of, d- of days of this tournament, you can actually think your way through the golf course and go, oh, yeah, I know what one, two, three, four. They're all very distinct and they all had some cool elements to them, whereas a lot of those courses are just like, hit it over the mogul and try to run it up into that area and chip it on.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: so boring. it's so I thought it was cool. Well,
0: I, I think, you know, John and I were talking after pebble and like the no laying up guys and a few of these other guys were like, well, you know, especially with the U S open setup, they thought it, they were relying too much on, you know, that West coast, uh, weather to kick in and be a factor and it didn't end up being a factor. And I, I think, so that's where I think this conversation kind of comes from is, and I think even we talked about it last time too, you know, like at whistling Straits, if the wind's not blowing, that course is kind of wide open. You can blast it anywhere you want to big fairways, but the wind's blowing. That course becomes really challenging. I don't know. I, it's one of these things where I, for me, um, like if, if, if you want to complain about the golf ball or you want to complain about the equipment, then make all the guys play the exact same thing. If that's what you want to do, make the pros play the exact same club, the the exact same ball.
2: Here's the only thing I have about the golf course that I was like, okay, it looked beautiful. And like the back, the backdrop was incredible, and they—I know they. What well, wasn't about, brown? They talked about we didn't Game have to of, look
0: at brown TV they, for four days.
2: Yeah, they, they talked about <laughs> Game of Thrones sixteen times, and that was—I mean, I actually I like Game of Thrones, so I was I like that, but I don't like how they had the greens. They they should have had the greens so fucking slick.
1: They didn't do it all yeah. four
2: days. I don't it, understand that. But why didn't they do it?
1: It feels like it's a weird there's like some unwritten rule that no matter what you do, no British open can ever have fast greens because they're always terrified that in an instant and to their credit, it can always happen. I mean, there was rain predicted way more than, than happened. There was winds way more predicted than that actually happened. And so I get it, but those greens are, are woefully slow. Even if you had them running at 12, it didn't seem like in any way, shape or form, this was ever going to get
0: out of control with the weather. Dude, those things were yeah. maybe running at ten.
1: It but the
2: but that <laughs> course, it, like I've seen a lot of link style courses, it had like some some approach greens that were like elevated, which that's not typical of like link style where you have like where they you can run the ball on and it's like pretty flat. Yeah, there's the definitely way. more
0: undulation to it.
2: It was a little different. Yep. It almost it, it, not. Pete dye but it had a little feeling of that. I, I it just
0: it, well, was, I think it was a little co-
2: different than the course that I've seen for any any uh, any uh, any other Open.
0: Well, I think a couple I've of the seen. other comments that I saw, you know, on Twitter and whatever else, is that it did bring a little bit of a variety to the Open, uh, where we are used to watching these guys just like run stuff up in Scotland, and it being more flat, like you were talking about, Dave. You yep. know, where where stuff just you can kind of spray it anywhere and do whatever. And I think it brought a little variety to it. And I, I even saw a guy say, well, why not? I mean, I know it's the open and maybe obviously it's the British open, but gosh, can, can you, can you branch out a little bit? Can we do some other places in Europe, you know, make that a little bit more interesting? I don't know. I, I know it would ruin, it would go against tradition, but this was definitely brought a little variety to the tournament that we hadn't seen in a while.
1: Are you staying in town, Dave, there, or, when you play Port Rush? Uh, no, we're we're not going up. So we're we're not going north. So we're going southwest. So the the option was to, to go north, and we're going to do that on another trip. So okay. we're go, we're, st- we're starting down at uh, Trump Dunebeg. We're going to fly into Dublin. Take we got a driver who's going to take us down southwest, and then work our way all around the southwest.
0: Okay, cool. All right, so um, let's talk about uh a couple players um, let's talk about uh, Tommy Fleetwood uh, a little bit um, you know I, he seems to be like a guy that just can't finish for some reason um, I, 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 I and it could be the hair I'm not really sure but I, I, <laughs> um, for whatever reason this See? guy he he's he's a great player hits the ball Super well, nice guy. seems like a really nice guy. It's like you want him to win, but God, he just can't pull it off for some reason. What's up with Fleetwood? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like he just got
1: beat. Well, Lowry anyway, was on fire. That's he true. Did, yeah, I didn't feel like he disappeared at all. I mean, to me, when I looked at, at, uh, at Fleetwood at the beginning of the week and his odds, I we, we have a couple of different pools that I'm in but he was certainly a guy that jumped out that you went, okay, he, he's, he's a guy who can go low. And it, and it is shocking to me. He's very, he's not a tall guy, He's but, but he, he's got great shot making skills and he put himself in a position to where he had a chance and he followed suit with everyone else today. It, it was tough sledding out there. And even Lowry gave back, what, what did he finish at 15? So he gave back one, but, um, but you know, it was it was really hard. Somebody was going to have to go out and try to shoot a low score to try to put some pressure on uh, Lowry, and and he just wasn't able to do it. But I didn't think it was anything he gave away today.
0: He wasn't in the position to necessarily win, so I, I don't. And maybe yeah, you got to go he's deep. A, I got to go deeper into probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday with him and how he probably left a few he, he out there. He just but,
2: doesn't putt well. He's eh, such a
0: good ball striker. He's a good ball striker. Um, how about you know Lee Westwood? god man i i i honestly thought i'm like oh shit it could it could it could be his year what what's going on here and he just faded No. Yeah. just faded
1: i mean bless his heart and and not <laughs> to have his girlfriend on the bag i don't even want to i don't even want to spend a lot of time on that because it's just it's, just, <laughs> it's embarrassing i mean basically they even said well he's She's just lugging the bag
0: around, and <laughs> she keep she keeps him like more you know stable on the course. Or I don't know what the, the well, comment was. Win. I'm like, I didn't want him to win. win. I'm gonna admit it. I didn't want him to
2: win. No, no. I,
0: I don't want him to. Win. I'm like I'm like stable on the course. What's she doing? Like taking him back out back right. and giving him a couple you know hand jobs or something? Like what's going on it here?
1: So, so bizarre it's and weird. And okay, yes, a message to his ex-wife. We we spend all of our time together. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, well, way to go. And,
1: but, but you know, she wants to be Mrs. Westwood so bad. But even watching him miss those short putts, she's got <laughs> uh, maybe not. Um, <laughs> I mean, his short game is such shit, and his that his the the. What would have been interesting is I would have loved for him to get in a position to where he did have a chance to win so we could have really seen major championship pressure on that putter because he yeah. missed two inside of two feet today and they didn't even sniff the hole. They and, nope. and, and and they called him out on it. That was a full yip. I mean, it was it was nope. with- by the
0: one two foot pull he had, oh. so it was toward the back. It was toward like one of the last yeah. few holes. It, it might won. have been sixteen or seventeen. I was like, the ball didn't even hit the hole. No, he was two he feet away. The ball didn't even hit the How hole. How far was it? Two I, feet. Two feet. Yeah. yeah, they were like, and he's going to tap in for his par, and it was like, oh, and it didn't even hit the hole.
2: Yeah, I, I, was got, bad.
0: I, I remember. A-Zinger, he said that's the
2: definition of a yip. <laughs> yeah.
0: No.
2: Uh, you know, I, I, I
0: think he, I don't think the guy ever, he won't sniff a major, won't sniff no, one. There's no, no Darren Clark story coming through on Lee Westwood. He is, he's toast. Right. Um, crazy uh, thing uh, is how they, they try really, really hard to argue for why he should be in
1: the world golf hall of fame. And I'm like, Oh, for, would you just get over yourself? Oh uh, no,
0: he was, yeah. he's a good golfer. Yeah. Or whatever. Like there's, late, there's uh, plenty of good golfers that never want a major. Sorry. He's our kuchar. Yeah. He is yep. kind of our Matt Kuchar. He's our Kuchar. Um, Kuchar, Kuchar still has a chance, though, uh, even though he's a fucking dick. Um, uh, how about uh, David Duvall? Plus 27. Cut. <laughs> didn't make it. First the, round.
1: The crazy Start, thing he is... He started out birdie-birdie, didn't he? Yeah, he was he was three under through six holes <laughs> when he goes to the seventh, and I think he makes eight and on the seventh. And then makes 13 on the 11, but maybe I'm wrong. But 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 the 90 is it, it, it's it's you almost have to kind of tip your cap to him because he kept grinding away. I didn't see and nobody. Maybe did you guys
0: see any of the oh, footage? No, I don't think they showed one shot yeah. of his. No, yeah. I just I just
2: heard the quote. I saw the quotes from Adam Scott saying it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. He hit on that 13. He hit the wrong ball three times. What? Three times. Read it. He three played time. a wrong ball three, three times. times. <laughs> he You're played, three.
0: three. Played
2: a wrong ball. That's three what Adam times. Scott said. I, I don't. I mean, because they he went and marked they went back and reviewed it. It was actually a 14 he got on that
0: hole. Oh. Instead of a third. My God.
2: Three times. How do you hit a fucking ball? The wrong that ball. That wasn't his.
1: Three so, times.
2: So like, it wasn't like strong. a Bridgestone goes, versus a Titleist sorry, too. He I mean, goes, "It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen on a golf course
0: <laughs> ever." That's oh, that's man. wrong. I just I'm I'm to the thing. I, I get it. These guys get the exemption until they're what, like sixty or something like that, if they've won it. Yeah. Um, but he still said after that round, he goes, i play playing pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> I, but uh, d- hang it up. Like, it's it's okay. Like, no. Hey, dude, I'd rather. Hey, do do your shitty coverage on the golf channel. Do make your frickin money. You'll be fine. Like, nobody gives a shit if you play or not.
2: You know what? It's ironic. I actually heard him live from the open. He was talking about Adam Scott and Justin Rose saying, like, he's talking about, I think, Justin Rose more. He's like, I just don't see Justin Rose doing, you know, being out here and gutted out. He's too much of a gentleman. Doesn't want to get too muddy, too dirty when, you know, the weather comes in. I was like, where were these comments coming from?
0: Wow. That's yeah, like that's, wow. that's 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 some Brandall Chambly shit right there, just pulling yeah. it out of his ass. That's good. Randall probably freaking queued him up for hey, can good, you talk good. about how Justin Rose is a pretty boy? Because I just don't I don't want to get in his jock right now. I dude, don't know.
2: when Chambly called Roy Mcroy a fucking choker this way. He called him a choker. Call him Sh- choke.
0: All right, hey, perfect. Let's perfect segue. So um uh Let's talk about the the play the, the these top the top guns that missed the cut and which ones like were the most surprising to us. So um, I've got a list of uh, seven seven guys that I think probably should have been contenders. Um, I'm going to start with uh, uh, Rory McIlroy, who is going in as everybody's favorite into this tournament. Um, do you guys think he just choked? I mean, or I mean what I. I can't call 4 time major
2: winner and choker. I just don't. I mean, I shambly like saying that is just, just a joke. But no, he. I mean, yeah, he could have choked in the moment.
1: He got nervous, but he's just not a choker. A couple bad swings, four right? Major I winners. mean, no, uh, uh, no. I'm am sorry, guys. I I'm gonna disagree. I I think, um, and they called it on the first tee shot. I to hit an iron, and in those perfect conditions, and to pull it out of bounds on the first tee shot. And you could just see him. I mean, he he literally he was wound so tightly, and he played so poorly the whole round. And that was
0: the day where it was the most. benign. I mean, it, it, well, you th- watched five hours of it, a lot more than John and I did. So
1: at, at least, at le- and then some more that night. And he th- there wasn't. He missed every single putt. He missed every single, There he did nothing well. And then the next day, when conditions were arguably much much harder he shoots 65 and but for the raked missed one footer he makes the cut and and to be honest given what everyone did you know Molinari was the one who kind of charged up but he, he played like shit on Saturday um if someone were to have put together two rounds of something really impressive on the weekend I mean I think they could have charged up the leaderboard yeah so, Clearly, the low scores were out there. If you could actually put the round together, but so
0: he choked on Thursday.
1: But I think he absolutely choked. I think I think Phil and Tiger and um, who else was uh, was a real disappointment. Um, Uh,
0: I thought I so I got I've got Tiger, Phil, Gary Woodland, Adam Scott, D. Shambo, and I I threw Jason Day on there just because I feel like he's been trending well. But um, I, I felt like all those guys just straight up choked like they just yeah, well i
1: it was in I, I don't know what the stat was but it's some un ungodly maybe it was 48 majors since tiger and phil have both missed the cut wow and so so that alone you know one of the guys that i hang out with we, we played a 36 hole marathon in know just a waterlogged olympia fields back in may and you could tell me the guys were beat and on the on the the last 9 holes guys were just tired of walking tired of hitting stuff out of cabbage i mean it was just it was a long long day and that's how tiger looked on his first 9 holes i agree with that 100% he looked like he was like it looked like somebody had put him through some sort of weird military workout all morning long and then they went okay now go out and play 18 holes it was I, something was very very strange and i, I don't know what it is um Phil just hasn't been playing much and decided he was going to go do this weird fast thing and think yeah. come out. And, but but he's a weirdo when it comes to that. Stuff. I, I,
0: I agree there. I think Phil, just, he's off his fricking rocker right now. He's a mental head case. He can't yeah. figure out a lot of things. And I, I knew, I think most of us going into this one, I didn't expect him to do much. If anything <laughs> could have been a random, you know, like, Hey, he figured it out or something like that. But, but I think um, that one didn't Tiger, surprise me.
2: But I think, tiger is pretty objective and actually real with it. he's like look i'm just just old i'm gonna feel like shit sometimes right. and
0: i can't i can't do it i mean that's when he well, he, know, he legitimately like said it. he's tired i mean like so apparently he looked tired and he is tired but what the
2: fuck's he tired from
0: i don't know two he, weeks dude, this he's guy,
2: like don't wake up one in the morning in new york and act like you're getting just you're getting, just getting ready for Instagram.
1: the tournament
0: i don't know but Yeah, guys do it
1: he went to Thailand for a week, which to see his mom with the kids and apparently the travel kind of wore him out. It all just seemed very strange. Um, Woodland, you know, that's a lot of pressure on a guy to turn around after winning the US Open to then play in that next major after you haven't ever won one before. I, I don't think that's a huge deal. That seemed like a lot of pressure. He has additional media requirements and some other nonsense. Yeah. So that didn't seem and Deshambo, I don't even want to I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> of guys who you are some in some way disappointed in. I I don't. I I'm, I, I just I don't want to think of him in that category. So he's just another guy who missed the cut. <laughs> like he missed the watch on the weekend. So I don't want to talk about him as a disappointment because I don't. Ex- no, he he is so strange and so bizarre. And every he's, once in a while he catches lightning in the bottle, and all he does is play golf, and and that's what he focuses on. So you know. I've played eight days straight, either hitting balls or playing golf, and I'm playing pretty well. So, you know, it. it, it that's how I'm just going to put. Has he won this year? What's that? Shambo. Oh yeah, DeChambeau. he won three times early. He won over in Dubai and won. He he got out of the gate really early with some big wins. He yeah. won,
0: but last season didn't he win five times? Um, he won and he won like two of the FedEx Cup. Uh, events didn't
2: he? I mean, he can win.
0: I mean, there's definitely no doubt. No, he's, I, hey, he's a guy. The guy. guy, that the guy I think that's the let's thing. Let's the start,
1: guy's let's got. Let's, the... not, let's not put him in the in the upper echelon of a PGA Tour players. The that's
0: guy, a... the guy has game. But <laughs> I, you're right. I'm not necessarily disappointed he missed the cut. But he's one of the bigger names. I'm not surprised missed the cut. he missed the
2: cut. I am you're a category there, Durham, but he I he think Adam
0: Adam Scott. Who knows? He's just got the best swing on in fucking golf ever. So you know, yeah, I, he I can't putt. I just uh, that, but you know what? The cut wasn't that bad at plus one. Like you can you can hit every green and freaking two putt shit, and yep. and fine. And yep. he could have gotten out of there at probably one or two under. But he obviously played like a dickhead. Well, Lowry, uh, Jason Day's Lowry. honestly. This is here's the disappointment to me. Where is the, Where has this guy been? Like dude,
1: he's he's a fragile little. You know, I mean, he is just he
0: is so dude. This guy could be done.
1: Like done flower. done. He's a delicate flower. Every once in a while, he will come out. How does he not win 10 tournaments a year? The barometric pressure has to be just right or he can't function.
0: I, I, the guy could be done, done. I don't know. I, and well, he's anyway, gonna, any, he's gonna, any, any yeah. other guys other than the ones I listed that you guys thought, He'll win another wow, you a little, little surprised that they, they didn't come into this. I think
2: they'll um, win
0: another, man. I mean, obviously Xander Shoffley had the illegal driver controversy. Uh, you know, I, I, ex, I expected him to play well, but he decided to you know not play well. I don't know, but, uh, anyway, it's golf. It, 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 we, ju- you, we've talked about this so many times. I think it's become so this game's become so competitive. There's uh, plenty of young guns out there that can come and win. I'm actually surprised to see like a, an old. I'm honestly surprised to see a 30 something win. So like Woodland winning and mm-hmm. Lowry winning is actually surprising to me at this point. Yeah. I, ex- I expect somebody who has uh, fewer demons in their head, right? Like the, the 24 25 year old kid that hasn't been out there long enough and why brooks kepka i think, look has at, kind of been on like of a tear a little bit cuz you know what he doesn't have as many freaking demons look at the
2: stat though for like i think the average age for major winners it's still like low 30s or something yeah. i don't I, know if it is for the regular tour events but major i think it's different between the you know regular tour tournaments and then the majors i think you need the experience i think cuz people getting through the four rounds and not shitting the bed. It takes experience. Absolutely.
1: Who won the Barbasol today? That was
2: more interesting.
1: It was a, it was super, it, rain, it was super it was tight laid, and they were going back out. They, they were only, at the, I, in fact, I, it's gotta be a Monday finish because they were going back out at five fifteen, and the leaders were on the sixth hole.
0: It was uh, Herman, the leader Herman Herman 26 was 26 under. Did they finish? Yeah. looks like they finished. So he beat uh, Kraft craft by a shot. Yeah. yeah. So and Kraft is one that's wearing those freaking jogger pants before. What was the like purse a and the barbasol? What do what? The purse and the barbasol. Um, I saw the winner wins maybe like six hundred thousand. Still not bad. Like five six hundred thousand. Yeah. The purse was like six million total. So it's still not like a, I mean it's not two million dollars winning the freaking open, but. I, no chump change. No. Yeah, I think Kraft will still take home like maybe three hundred grand, three fifty. Not bad. That's second place, I'll take that. Um, all right, there you go. Hey Derm, uh, yep. you, uh,
2: you, uh, you're in the Templin this week.
1: Uh, no, not playing. So my my uh, my guest that I've had the last couple of years is in the process of moving from uh, Milwaukee to Dallas. So they're closing on their house. They're moving, and you just said it's too much to do at the moment. So I uh, I tapped out this year. So we're gonna we will be back, but uh, but the exciting thing is we're gonna end up with a, a new uh, a GCT tour stop down in Dallas, which I'm pretty excited about.
0: That's awesome! It's so awesome. Be, I'm actually is, gonna be in the BOD this week. Yeah. B- I didn't know BOD. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Good for yeah. them. That's great.
2: My first my first time in the. Timberland classes this
0: week. Oh, congrats! Who are you playing with?
2: Uh, Kevin Broderick. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Exciting stuff. Um, so, uh, pro golf. Uh, good, good, good summary. I mean, the Opens, the Open. I, I mean, I, as far as like rating tournaments, I've I've always put the the Masters is my number one major, um, and I, I followed up somewhere between. The Open and the U.S. Open, um, it, and I don't know why both of those kind of flip flop on which ones I prefer. I think the PGA is the one that just doesn't matter to me for the most part, but it's still a major. Um, where do you guys have the Open uh, in your favor of, of your list of favorite majors? Well,
1: we, we had a good discussion about this out in Las Vegas um, in the in the spring, and it was. If you could win any major, which major would you win? And so many of the guys landed on the Masters, which a lot of the pros do as well, just because of the history. Same course every year, the whole being a part of that club and and being a Masters champ. Um, But to me, if if you could win the British Open, I would instantly move my family to Ireland and I would never do anything again. (laughs) Walk around, because you're the champion golfer of the year. That's all, I mean, Darren Clark live such an incredibly charmed wonderful life at this point it must be just first of all it's just so great over there anyway and then um and then to to be so revered in a in an in a in a world where golf is so important and so significant i mean you know gary can walk into a cheesecake factory in dallas and no one has any idea who gary woodland is but (laughs) but i guarantee you uh uh Lowry will never walk into another pub in, uh, in, in the UK and ever buy a drink. So, um, I don't know. It's to, to me, it's a good, good point.
0: I like yeah. that. Good story there. I, well, I know on John's bucket list is to go to the open at some point. So hundred
2: oh, percent, but I'd say my number one is the U S open. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love the masters. I love the nostalgia. I love the feel of the
0: history, but I love the ultimate test in golf. They they will challenge him at the U.S. Open. I, I think that's what makes it interesting to the me, and kind of why I flip flop between the Open um, and, and the U.S. Open. Um, but uh, you know, it, it kind of depends. Um, uh, this this is kind of odd with it wrapping up. I think though, the all the major championships that essentially are done now. You know, we don't we aren't going into August now. They kind of pushed this FedEx playoffs up a little bit. Um, going to be kind of a drought before our next major. Uh, I mean, I, I, John and I have already talked about this and I know Dave, but we kind of only get jacked up for the majors. I mean, I watch professional golf kind of in between and I know what's going on, but I don't like you, the amount of hours like you put in this week, you will not put anywhere near that many hours into any tournament until the masters. Right. I mean, that's no right. way, no way. Not, there's no way.
1: Not one. There won't be one,
0: right? So, I, I think that's kind of disappointing to a degree in that, you know, we, we're we going to have this... What, it's, is it almost like an eight-month gap until the, the Masters yeah. now? For the most um, part, yes. Yeah. It sucks. I didn't like this switch, what they did. And I know they're trying to boost the players up and try to make that some type of a major. And I, I watch a little bit of that, and I think it's an interesting tournament. It's it's obviously uh, a unique golf course, but at any rate... I. Um, I wish
2: it would have kept the PGA and all. They,
0: they're 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 dude, they're trying to boost up the players. They're trying to boost up the FedEx with this know, whole design. I and I get it. And they're also trying not to compete with the NFL, which the NFL just dominates TV uh, from any sports coverage anyway. What was your so fa-
2: wait a minute, we didn't get what, what's your favorite major? Masters Masters.
0: I think it's for me, it's, it's not just because of the tournament, but it's like, it marks the kind of like start of the golf season that. here too. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like once the masters happens, I feel like golf begins in fucking Indiana too. So I don't know. That's yeah, just kind of, that's kind of where it is for me. And I don't know. Um. Well, cool guys. Um, Dave, I know you, Uh, one thing that spawned Dave getting mm-hmm. on the podcast today too, um, is that uh, and I, I've been seeing it as well, and it's kind of, I, and maybe it's partially because of Instagram and obviously social advertising, and I don't know where you saw the supreme Supreme Golf ad uh, that like you were like they like set you off. It was for it was, this, in
1: my, but, it was in my five hours of uh, of coverage. It, it was it was it was prevalent on the golf channel during the Open coverage.
0: Okay. But there's been this big push for people to put an app on their phone in which they can essentially do everything they possibly can for golf between booking tee times to having the GPS for the course that they're playing to, uh, tracking their scores and handicaps and everything. And, uh, Dave kind of poses the question, like what, where, where did this need come from? Like it, where is, where is this? Who decided at some point that there is a huge gap in the market for all of these services to be within an app where right. it's so, well, it's the, so hard the, to go
1: and get a the, tea time somewhere. Possibly contact a golf course in your vicinity that you might be interested in playing to see if they had available tee times. How would one do that? I have no idea. Without, without an app, you know, that, that gives you that is clearly tied to courses that are promoting tee times. And I suppose if you're just a public golf player and you're looking for two tee times in a week, and you don't care when you play or where you play, maybe. Um, but to me, it and, and, and then to come with the, the supreme golf thing just made me giggle. Like, how in, how in the world does that differentiate you from anything? I mean, that could be anything. It could be so, – so it was just bizarre. And, and then I, I, sh- I mentioned it to my group of guys, and, and one of the guys did say he was down in Arizona – He was looking for a place to play with his son, and he actually did hit up one of these apps that he'd seen to try to find at least a you know give me six courses that have places we could play, and that and it shortcuts the reaching out to all the different golf courses. I suppose, but boy, that just seems like a very small market.
0: I I think that's where I'm at with it, and uh, I mean, me being in kind of like the online digital marketing space and having listed, like I'll throw a comparison out there, like. Having listed all of my apartments on like apartments.com or apartmentguide.com or rent.com or forrent.com or whatever other, again, the point of like all the ridiculous apps. At some point, I'm paying enough fees to these different, it's like, it's like Expedia, Travelocity, you name it, kayak, whatever, where you can do your travel stuff and you can book trips. Clearly, these clubs are willing to pay some type of a fee to each one of these apps to say help us book tea times. So one of two things is happening. Um, clubs are either really really desperate to get tea times booked or there is some weird gap that maybe we don't understand in the market that like for me it's like if I'm going if I'm either in a market let's say here we're in Indy I know where I want to play. I don't need to, like, look at an app that shows me all the availability times around 9 a.m. in the area with multiple course options. Like, I, right. like if I'm going to play the fort, I'm going to play the fort. If I'm right. going to go play Purgatory, I'm going to go play Purgatory. If I'm going to go drive out to Trophy Club, I'm going to go play Trophy Club because those are the choices I'm going to make. And they're going to tell me, hey, I don't have the nine. Can you do the eight you know, 40 tee time. I'm like, you know what? Pitch. Yeah. I'll, I'll wake up 20 minutes early. Maybe
2: people are just wanting the variety that day. They just look
0: at there. I don't know what I want to play. I, I, that's, I think to and the point public, is,
2: is it, I think public golf did,
0: is public golf that way. Maybe that's just a space I don't understand. But when I was even the public golfer 10 years, five years, three years ago, I was public golfer three years ago. That's not the way I, I just, I knew the course I wanted to play. And we would you'd call you'd plan in advance and you book the fucking tee time. Must just, be
2: working because golf now has been around and they got some stupid bullshit on the TV for commercials. Well, I mean,
0: you got golf now, you got Supreme Golf. I'm not trying to give all these guys plugs. 18 birdies. What else we got? Uh, tea off and even golf.com. So which is like Golf Magazine, right? They yeah. got it, so you can book freaking tee times and track GPS. Sh- Freaking shit on their app too. I'm like, it's, and so, um, and so it was interesting, Dave, you brought this up too. Last week I got an email from TaylorMade, and they it was a it probably took me 10 minutes to fill out a survey. And the whole survey was about if there was an app, which features would you like more? And it was like it constantly, they asked me like multiple questions where you would like rank things like higher than the other, which would be more important than the other. And it was all about booking tee times, getting lessons from people, being able to have custom fittings. like I mean, somebody has decided that having an all-in-one app uh, apparently caters it to somebody. makes money.
2: That's why they're doing it. Uh, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, those have been around for a while. Some of them have. Golf Down has been around for a long time. It has been.
0: I not. A, I don't use it. I don't either, and that's why I'm... I, maybe I there's, tried there's... it when
2: I played public golf, and I was like, this kind of sucks. So like
0: now I will I will say like Dave, for example, um, and one thing that I think um, I've still been even looking for uh, our club helps us out with golf genius and, you know, tracking tournaments and putting tournaments in. Um I found, uh, you know, if you had like for the GCT or whatever, if you had an app that could to- truly do like live scoring or track everybody's handicaps and you plug stuff in and it automatically spits stuff out. But still, at the end of the day. Like how hard is it to take a freaking pencil and scribble some shit out and mark some dots on mark some dots on some freaking holes, right. <laughs> you know? And and if you go play at a club and you tell people what their their handicaps are, whole, the clubs will even freaking do shit too. This a
2: whole other discussion of society and shit. So that's the I, I think it's just it's just kind of the 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 the, the glut of technology just leaking over into golf of what it is with social media and
0: all that shit. It's a waste of time. It is
2: a waste of time. It's a
0: waste of time. Keep it pure. Keep it pure. It's good. Mark your, mark your ball with a goddamn coin people. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Well, Dave, we aren't, we aren't really even drinking anything tonight, so we aren't going to do a taste test. What are you drinking by the way?
1: Uh, just some red wine.
0: Just, just base your basic house. Just basic house.
1: It's a, it's,
0: it's a Spanish red. It's pretty good. It's it's not bad. Spanish red. Mm-hmm. We That's were, right. we did do some, like we go, we go off off. Air we might go off something. air and try something else. I don't know, but we were drinking yeah, do a do hazy Jane IPA here earlier. Cause John bought a whole freaking keg of it, it's which pretty is good. pretty nice. good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, Hey Dave, right. we appreciate you having, Thanks, having man. me on
1: the show, man. Thanks for having me guys. Appreciate That was
0: you. awesome. Look forward to, uh, it sounds like we're going to have to have you back on in, uh, Late August, early September with a little Irish golf recap. Love it. Happy to do it. That'd be fun, man.
2: Have fun over there, Dave. Appreciate All it, brother.
0: Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, man. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care. Thanks. Bye. All right, everybody. Well, uh, thanks today, again to Dave Durham uh, for joining us on the podcast. Obviously, he put a lot of hours into uh, watching the Open more so than John and I do. He Double a, D. He's a, He has a passion for uh, Open golf, which is awesome. And uh, clearly... He's going to make a trip out to uh, uh, Ireland here soon to, to go play some more golf, which is great. Good for Dave. Um, that said, uh, John and a, as traditionally as we do, we we try to end with a uh, with a cocktail. We were drinking some Hazy Jane, which I know I think you maybe commented on last week or the week prior. Um, but we've got a Knob Creek, Kentucky, straight rye whiskey. Um, this is a uh, small batch small-batch bottle, um, and uh, we've, put, we've put together a little Old Fashions with it. Um, 100 Proof, apparently won some gold award for outstanding something or other. Whatever. So uh, let's give it a whirl. I mean... It's good. It's just a, you know one's a good. It's like when you it has a little like a uh, smoke end. I I think one thing that I've always liked about Knob Creek is that it has had kind of this uh, smoky, peppery kind of flavor to it to a degree, um, it, and it not as sweet as maybe some of the other Kentucky bourbons. Um, For that, a
2: rye, that's not sweet at all.
0: It's really not sweet at all, and I, I feel like when when I. There's, you know, you go with your more traditional branded uh, bourbons. To me, I feel like, like, and for example, like your Jim Beams and your Jack Daniels and your Maker's Mark, I feel like they try to sweeten them up to make them more appealing. I feel like Knob's stayed Especially Rye.
2: Like, the other the brands you just said, when yeah. they make a Rye, it's even sweeter yeah. than the
0: bourbon. So, one thing with Knob that I think they've always stuck true to is they've tried to keep this, like, kind of peppery, smoky kind of flavor to it, and I don't think they've departed from that with this, which is yeah. good. Knob Creek is solid. If I'm going to make a simple, like, old-fashioned or just, like, bourbon on the rocks, I'll do a Knob Creek. That's, that's easy to me. Um, I mean, I like Woodford, but... I mean, what would this bottle call, run you?
2: That's actually cheaper than their bourbon.
0: Is it? Yeah, that
2: rye. I think it's like
0: thirty 40, bucks, 40 bucks. Forty bucks. Thirty-five. Forty bucks. So that's
2: not bad. I mean, I mean, Knob
0: Creek. Like, what's a regular bottle of Knob Creek? Uh, about that. Thirty. Forty-five bucks. Thirty. Forty bucks.
2: Then they have like a single barrel or something that's a little more expensive.
0: I mean, I think the beauty of some of these older distilleries is that they do have a little bit more variety. Do you like? Um, do you like Booker's better than Knob Creek? Yeah, you know, Booker's to me. There's a lot of alcohol in Booker's, I know, and it's and so, so strong. Um, to me, me, a wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> to you know, and maybe we could do that later. But like, there's a lot of people that love Booker's, and you know, I'll go to a restaurant and they'll be like, "Yeah, we got but," you know, because I ask them like, "What's," a-? and like they list off Booker's as if it's some high echelon type of offering, and. Um, for me, I've always found that it just, it almost, it, it just has that real like burning alcohol flavor to it. And it, maybe people really like that or whatever, but I like, I like multiple flavors. I just like something that has some unique flavoring to it. Probably like we, will, we have gotten into some of these tequilas lately because there's just unique flavorings to them. And it's not just like alcohol, <laughs> um, like the shit, you know, tequila that we all remember when we were in college. But, um, um, I, th- I think Knob does a great job of keeping some flavor to it. So, cheers like to the it. Knob Creek. Yep. All right, with that, uh, go out there, folks. Go hit more greens, score better. Thanks to John and Dave for being on the show. See you.